0: Love Talk Radio.
1: And welcome to Keep It Magic Uh, You're listening to me, Storm Sestani And I'm here, of course With the wonderfully talented and gifted Miss Jackie Smith uh, Live on the air Pick up the phone and give us a call The number is 760-539-3235. Seven six zero five three nine three two three five. Again, that number is seven six zero five three nine three two three five. We definitely are interested in talking to you. To reach Jackie off the air, of course, go to CoventryCreations.com. And while you're there, Coventry Creations, of course, is the sponsor of this show. So make sure that you, you know, go with a platinum card, pick out a bunch of candles, buy them, get them in your house. You know, the veil is thin. You can get a lot of stuff going at this time of the year. Um, so it's actually pretty fun. Um, to reach me Thank out there, you. of course, go to www.psychicfriendsnow.com. Again, that's www.psychicfriendsnow.com. And become a fan of our show over on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash keepin', that's without a G, it magic. Keepin' it magic. Today, of course, Sue Ustas um, will be on with us from Zuzu's. In Massachusetts. uh, Later on in the show, we hope that you all enjoy that conversation. And during the second half hour of the show, I'm going to interview Jackie about her book. So it's going to be pretty fun. (laughs) Well, when you go to, how are you?
2: I'm doing great. Just so you know, when you go to CoventryCreations.com, if you're not sure how to use the candles, Coventry Magic is now available on CoventryCreations.com, and I'd be more than happy to sign a copy for you.
1: Yeah, it is. She'll be more than happy if you order the store from or the book from the store, or Coventry Creations. You will get a copy of that book with a little signature on it. Isn't that creepy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I think it's creepy.
2: Um, I, it's kind of cool, I think. Yeah. I, I keep, you know, I I, I treasure my signed books.
1: Yeah, but, but you know, me- the thing here is, is that usually when you get a book from Amazon or something, it has nothing original in it. So it's kind of mm-hmm. bizarre, I think, to see a signature.
2: Yeah, true. I can see We're can just just you to I
1: nobody do. personalizing anything anymore.
2: You no, know, that's what's wrong with this world.
1: <laughs> yeah it's there's there's a lot that is going on uh that's crazy in this world we're also- we're also going to talk about this half hour um our friend Karen um which we're gonna discuss in a second but leading into that, Jackie, I found this wonderful article um on the internet that I thought I would share with you and go into um this whole crazy business that is called relationships and the problems that people have with them um this was an article that was on uh Yahoo, and it said, when Apple released its new iOS 5 operating system to go with the iPhone 4S, it touted a new app called Find My Friends as a great way to track and meet up with friends. If they agree, you can see their locations on the map on your screen, but the app's inter- enterprising customers are apparently already finding other users. If the online posts appearing on a chat forum at macrumors.com are real, Find My Friends may have already claimed its first Uh, Claimed its first marriage Saturday night on Mac Rumors A man saying he lived in New York City It was not me by the way um, Posted this Divorcing wife thanks iPhone 4S And find my friends He says I got my wife a new 4S And loaded up find my friends Without her knowing She told me that she was at her friend's house in the East Village. I've had suspicions about her meeting with this guy who lives uptown, and lo and behold, find my friend has her right there. I just texted her asking what she was doing, and the dumb mm, 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 um, said she was on 10th Street. Thank you, Apple. Thank you, Apple Store. Thank you, all. These beautiful treasure troves of screenshots are going to play well when I meet with her at the lawyer's office in a few weeks. And then he says, thankfully... She's the rich one Now Of course this ended up going viral uh, Jackie And more than 100,000 people have read this particular post And it's just going crazy Now here's where I question this Okay And I don't question it in regards to um, uh, You know this particular app And things of that particular nature Because I would like it on Jackie's phone Because I need to know where she is all the time It's just the way that it is (laughs) But if you get to the point in your marriage, Jackie, in which you're having to... By the way, he downloaded the application, okay? Put it on his wife's phone and activated it without her even knowing it. Well, there's there's that. Okay. Now, don't you think when something gets to this particular point that there's seriously something wrong in this marriage uh, to begin with?
2: Yes. I, I, have, I have a couple of friends who... Um, shall remain nameless and are probably not even in this state of Michigan. But um they talk about how they will literally grab their husband's phones or their wife's phones and go through it in the middle of the night that they they hack their password, that they, they hack the password on their um email, they go through their their email. And I gotta tell you, um straight to their face I will say, Stop. You have a problem. If you can't um are they are they doing anything to warrant this suspicious behavior? Or really are they are they being suspicious? what's what's going on? They're like, No, they're they're fine, they don't, I don't have any worries, I just go through it and I said, Now you're invading their privacy. Um because but you I'm might find out oh, it's
1: not privacy.
2: Oh, absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. I one time one time I many, many years ago when email was new, this is how long I've been mm-hmm. <laughs> When when uh, email was new, um, I got up in the middle of the night. I was sitting down at at the computer because there's only one in the house at the time, and my husband had left his email up. and I looked at some of it, and I said, "What am I doing?" I got like three into it. I went, "Oh my God, what am I doing?" And this is, um, I mean, this is back in AOL days, and mm-hmm. um, and there was no you way to unread. Old. Yeah, <laughs> there was no way to unread anything at that time and so I just had to confess in the morning, you know, I got nosy. I'm really sorry, it's none of my business. Now we both have an open door policy with you know, with each other, but I don't open his mail. I don't open his email. I don't look at his text unless he wants me to look something up. And but that's that's our, our agreement. If you have to go behind your spouse or your mate or your, your significant other You have to and 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 see what they're doing. You have to ask yourself what's wrong in what you're doing.
0: Uh huh.
2: I don't think that he's um, doing anything wrong. And when I start thinking that way, I know that there's something going on in my head, and usually it's because I'm worried that I might not be the center of his attention. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's
0: that. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, But really, that's. I, I think that's an issue. I think that, now, if he had suspicions, I mean, what a what a horrible way to, to find out that there was an affair going on or um, whatever the case may be. But what, um, I mean, both my husband and I have um, friends of the opposite sex. I have men that, you, I got a guy friend right here, but I have other um, men that I am friends with and have been friends with for longer than I've been married, and the same thing with him. And um I can't imagine I think it's important that we have opposite sex friends too, so I can't imagine having that whole craziness
1: yeah i I think that there's you know when a relationship gets to this particular point, I think that there's um if you're needing to spy on whoever you're involved with um right uh. My feeling here is, is that there needs to be some form of either extreme work done on the relationship or you need mm-hmm. to end it, one or the other, um, uh, uh, because it just goes over the top. And and the issue, you know, a lot of times, especially when I notice things of this nature, whether they're doing it or not, okay, a lot of these particular fears go back to childhood, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't everything.
1: Mm, yeah, right. unfortunately. <laughs>
2: So much, so much of our of what we do and and what we have to deal with goes back to that, and you know, it's not it's just the way it kind of rolls because that's where so much is is bred or damaged or broken or annihilated. Yeah, um,
1: and, and my feeling in regards to it is at the age of eighteen we need to go in and get like a a CAT scan or an MRI or something, and all of the memories from birth to eighteen are just removed except educational memories. <laughs> yeah. Can we have a deal over about have to be so messed up as an adult, you know. <laughs> Well,
0: I,
2: just just this morning, um I, I don't know if you've been watching on um I forget the name of this website where they will some lip readers will then um put new words under the different candidate's mouth. They've been playing it on Morning Joe. Um uh-huh. and so they, it's ridiculous like the different things that they as If lip readers were reading this without knowing what they are saying, these are the sentences that it could make. And so they have Michelle Bachman saying some crazy stuff. Um, my husband and I are sitting there watching this going, yeah, we're really only 13 years old because we find this hilarious. <laughs> and and then, yeah, but I think maybe you need that erase button at age 18 so you can move past being 13 years old and enjoying Beavis and Butthead and things like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and my... Uh, Uh, So, you know, with everything going back to childhood, you know, in this particular situation, um, you know, he's predisposed, I think, to thinking that, uh, uh, you know, that there's something untrustworthy in regards to relationship uh, that's going on there. So um, I and, and there's a lot of people, I think, that have that inbred jealousy, either one of their parents consistently cheated on the other or. Um, uh, that there's some form of fear in regards to uh, losing somebody that they're close with But a lot of this stuff comes up And uh, although that the case with Karen was uh, extremely different It was particular issues in regards to childhood that ultimately led to her asking us the question Now you had a consultation with her um, uh, yes. And, and uh, basically what happened there?
2: Well when you get down to the to the core of the story, there's only so much that can be translated in a in a quick three paragraph or five paragraph yeah. letter, especially when you have to paraphrase on the air, because um, you're 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 trying to distill something a little more complex. Um, but my um, when I work with someone, we don't look at the we don't look at what the first issue is. When I work with someone, we go into the akashic records and see at what point is there a skip in the record, so to speak? And uh-huh. at what what belief system are you working with when you're dealing with a situation? Now, unfortunately, with, with Karen, she had um, – her challenge was above and beyond what what she was communicating, and she couldn't even communicate it clearly um, because in the letter she talked about how she still loved him. And, and even in my communication uh-huh. before the reading, it talked about how she still loved him. And when I sat down with her for a consultation, I said, how do you feel about him? She goes, I hate him. I said, wait a minute, because you keep talking about how you still love him. And and it was interesting because it was like, well, I'm supposed to. So all of these things came down to a belief system um, that she she was running her life on, and it didn't work for her anymore. And that's when things start to go haywire is when an old belief system or or um an old pattern or whatever is is was working within you doesn't work anymore. And that's what we that's what we came to with that is that she had come from um very um traditional families. This is the way the woman is supposed to be, this is the way the man is supposed to be, and this was her second marriage. And both of them, her mother had said, this is the way you're supposed to be. Uh But that was not her personality. So it's really interesting how her personality is one that's very free. Her personality is Uh one that that was artistic and fun. She got married at a very young age. She got divorced at a young age. And she had this amazing life. She wasn't interested in getting involved with a man at all. So she had this amazing life where she was artistic and living the life she wanted to live and, and being absolutely free and loving it and then she meets this man and she doesn't want to marry him. She she loves him, she enjoys spending time with him. She's not interested in marrying him, but but the minute she got into a relationship with him, those beliefs, those it it's like a family legacy. That said, uh-huh. you have to give up everything that you are and be this man's wife, be an extension of this man. And that and that was the belief that she was working on. So, the she met this man and then she was not interested in getting married. She told him no, but three months later, she's married anyway. It's amazing how those, <laughs> those beliefs can can really can really take over, and I've and I've experienced that in my own life. Um, so that's that's kind of what was going on with her. So on the surface level, as you know, as a psychologist or as a friend, you go, "Okay, you made your bed, and now you're lying in it, lady. Stop stop grousing about this. You just have to deal with it." but then looking at it on the akashic record level it's like okay why what was the core of this decision and the core of this decision was i'm now in a relationship with this man and i love him now i have to do this with him uh-huh. i have to go that, to this place and i have to um be subservient and i have to give him everything that is me and that and and that was the belief and it doesn't matter what he wanted he could have not wanted that and she could have still done that but and and then once we healed it, once we got through it and we cleared it, and she declared her independence because this just wasn't fitting her anymore, and she wasn't even talking to her family anymore. Once um, um, she declared that, she doesn't matter what he wanted. She was done. Yeah. She she could freely say, well, I I gave up. She gave up art in her life for this. She gave up all these creative endeavors in her life for this because she's not supposed to be her own person. So she was really living in um in the middle of a catch twenty yeah. two. And when you when you're when you're not in agreement with that, when the life that you're trying to live is not in agreement with an old belief system or or this family legacy. It's like it was programmed in her DNA to be this way. When when those two things are in agreement, you are in chaos. So it it was really fascinating to me and we still did uh, the same um, spell work for her to follow up with. Um, it, the spell work that that we worked on was was her taking that picture of the two of them as a couple, cutting it in half, uh-huh. and um, putting it, um, you know, putting it opposite sides of the room. It was, but for her, we changed the candles. It was a it was the earth candle for her still because that's what we talked about last week. Her having an earth candle um and then we did an, a banishing candle on him and then we did a protection candle in the middle so he couldn't try and rehook into her because now that she's yeah. changed her way and and taken off this this identity that was no longer fitting her doesn't mean he has so so she's just got to protect herself from that I, she's just got to like it's a simple thing so her challenge is going to be now that she's cleared this belief system is to stay protected, so she doesn't feel like she has to fall back into it or or please him, because he was um, he actually had um, from from what she said is he's on medication for um, bipolar, so it was kind of going crazy back and forth. So and um, so that's I mean so it was a crazy situation, and now she feels a lot freer. So hopefully, you know this this um, healing has continued to help her and. And of course, if she um one of the things I did suggest is that
0: <clears throat>
2: one time is the beginning, the first time is the beginning, it's not the beginning and the end. um one session with this it it gets the ball rolling, and then I'm always available for for the next and the next and uh-huh. um what's interesting is that i well i i don't know if I've ever told you this, storm, but when I went to started going to college, I wanted to go to college for psychology, so this is something that I've always studied in my life. Little armchair psychologist here. They're, they're da- well, I'm dangerous, um, but <laughs> but what um, what you know? What fascinates me is how people work, and so where my study went is how people work, how their brains and spirits and bodies all work together in the um, as one, rather than just their minds. Is that she had been in therapy for quite a while, and that. She's like, this is amazing because, like, in an hour we got to this point that I haven't been able to get to in therapy. So I, I just, you know, you know, when you and I talk about that, because you have your degrees in psychology, it's like mm-hmm. I wish there could be a little more marrying of the spiritual in there, because you can get places a lot faster if yeah. you can deal with the spirit aspect as well.
1: One of the one of the things that I think that is, you know, that I've been writing an astrology course for my for my website and mm-hmm. i'm working with uh the planets right now putting them together to go onto the website and i was uh i've got to mars and one of the things that i've realized is that western society um really does not have a healthy way of expressing mars at all and mars is the planet that it works for the sun, basically, and it goes out and it gets the sun basically what it wants and needs, okay, and it 's very instinctual and it 's an aggressive planet and in the Iliad, they described Mars as a five hundred foot god that ate flesh, okay you know he was brutal and hairy and smelly and all this other stuff and which is what it is that you need sometimes you uh, you know quaint, pleasant society is not what you need to go out and get what it is that you want, and basically, what I figured in regards to Western. Society is that all of us, for the most part, have a very, very dysfunctional Mars in regards to our chart because we live in a world in which, um, you know, especially in regards to our, our Judeo-Christian heritage, which says you can't be selfish, you can't go out and get what it is that you want. You might walk on top of somebody um you can't be angry you can't be assertive. God forbid you are a woman and do any of that um and uh, uh and I think that I think that that's why that there's a lot of violence in the world. I think that that's why there's a lot of bullying going on in the world. I think that there is a lot of uh uh the um all of us kind of submerging that Mars Jackie into the unconscious, and then we wake up in our forties and go, "Oh my God, what the hell did I do to myself?"
2: Right. You're right because it's when we get into, especially women. I don't know about guys so much because I'm not one. But for women, when we get to our forties um, and we start going um, to the place where um, we we don't care anymore. We've got no one to impress. We've we just we're we're taking care of business. We're tired of playing the games. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the things. But I think it goes back to, and I've been exploring this thought process and chatting with some folks about this for the past week. Last week we talked about how there's that emotional disconnect um, yeah. um, that that we value. And I was just talking about this last night when I was doing an ancestor class. We value the scientific, especially here in America. And that's kind of what America was, was founded on is the separation of church and state. It was founded on it, not necessarily that we follow it in and the religious right, but that's my little political plug. Um but we really value that scientific mind and we default back to that saying, Well, that doesn't follow fall in line with the scientific mind which is why we disconnected ourselves and, and in Christianity we value that scientific mind over that emotional over the emotional heart. Um that passionate heart. Um uh-huh. And we actually disconnect ourselves from our ancestors. The minute they're gone, they're done. We're done with you. We're done with you. Uh-huh. Um, where if you look back in ancient times, the burial centers were in the middle of the community. Now it's, uh-huh. it's pushed off to the side and you never go there. So, But I think it kind of goes along with that, that Mars energy. Mars is passion. When you want to yeah. bring some more passion about, if you want to feel passionate about something, bring some Mars energy into there. You cer- certainly wouldn't bring a Virgo energy into there, because she only analyzes. It it, it, it,
1: exactly, and I think that one of the things that you know, especially, I think that we fall prey to that in 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 whether it be the pagan communities or the, the pseudo religious communities, um, even even some tarot decks are done this way, is that they seem. If you look at it, Jackie, they seem to sanitize any form of aggressive side of nature in any sort of way completely off of the frickin' map, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and if you take away the instinctual, you, you know, you take away our thoughts and you take away our human ability to communicate in the way that we do things humanly, which I um, question whether or not it's more sophisticated or not, nature's pretty brutal. It is. It's, it's got a very, very brutal quality to it. And I think that we have sanitized um, too much of uh, our our stuff um, as a result of it. And it kind of irritates me when I see all of these nature pictures that none of them have any form of um, element of, of aggression in it at all because it's not real. It's uh, a painted fairy tale, basically. Um, we have to take a break. Jackie and I will be back in a flash um, to talk about... Coventry Magic, if you have Jackie's book, if you want to talk about it during the next half hour, pick up the phone and give us a call, 760-539-3235. That's 760-539-3235. And if you want to read your favorite passage or quote out of Jackie's book, let Jackie or I know in the chat room by giving us your area code, and we will definitely put you on the air. You're listening to Keep It Magic. Don't touch that dial. 4:31 PM here on the East Coast. That means it's 1:31 on the West Coast, and every single hour in between. Thank you for tuning in. This half hour, we're going to kind of do we're going to have to do this with you, Jackie, where you switch the table on me, May and maybe talk oh. about astrology. But I'm going to interview Jackie <laughs> about her book Coventry Magic. So uh, Jackie's going to be a guest for a half hour. <laughs> Um, and uh, if you want to get your copy of Coventry Magic, make sure that you cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com And Jackie will find them for anybody In fact, when you order the book, just put in the comments that you listen to uh, Keep It Magic And we will make sure that the copy gets signed for you Maybe with a little special, little something in it, you never know um, uh, But Jackie well, will definitely sign get,
0: it
2: have a little special, little something, something
1: yeah, always a little special something-something. Um, so make sure that you cruise on over to Coventry Creations, get a hardcover of the book, um, and uh, we're going to have a little bit of uh, magical fun um, here this particular half hour. Um, for those of you that do not know, the official release of Coventry Magic was on the 15th, but on the 1st, it came out in Kindle form, and instantly, within one day, it became... A bestseller Now
0: it's,
2: Jackie it's just every,
1: <laughs> Yeah with, uh, Everybody I, I think everybody that has listened to you Over the past couple of years on the radio Probably knows the Coventry story And I think that that is usually Whenever I listen to a new show that you're on Which I have to listen to all of them um, <laughs> uh, You know that's usually Where people start You know, How did you get started in Coventry creations What I, what I found interesting And what I want to ask you first okay um because my actually, in the introduction, besides in the part, during the acknowledgments where she says that you know I was her biggest cheerleader along with Heatherly, um it's probably my favorite quote in the the book, but basically, what you state is back in the day, I think it was the late eighties, but I won't admit it. I discovered alternative spirituality. Wicca was the first flavor of alternative spirituality I tasted. And I have to say that the elemental magic I discovered there opened my eyes to the power of magic. Now, Jackie, how, what led you to want to move into magic anyway?
2: That is something that has always been there for me. You know when you're a kid you have the that mental list of all the things you want to be when you grow up? I'm gonna be a fireman, and I want to be this. I want to be that.
1: Everything. I wanted to be Wonder Woman.
2: Of course you did.
1: <laughs> okay, go ahead. That was a joke. by the I way.
2: was not interested in being a Wonder Woman, <laughs> and nor did I want to be one of Charlie's Angels because she did not spell her name right. But in um,
0: <laughs> uh,
2: in in my list there was always things like um. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be, I, at one point, I wanted to be a nun, which is hilarious. Um, I wanted to be a nun. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a therapist. When I found out what therapists were, I wanted to be that. Um, and then as I grew older, I realized, oh, there's such a thing as social work. There's this, there's that. Everything that I wanted to do what, was it, revolved around um, the mind, the heart, and the spirit. Everything on that. <laughs> There was never anything um there was never anything on there that said, you know, I'm going to be a lawyer. I never wanted to be a lawyer. I never wanted to be a doctor. I never wanted to be um a great designer. I never wanted to be an artist. I always wanted to work with people. And so when I um on my I think it was my 21st birthday, well, I've always been interested in metaphysics too and ghost stories and I would just watch anything that had to do with a ghost story or or real life stuff I would watch, and the movies that scared me the most were not the slasher movies. It was the psychological movies, the ones where mm-hmm. I think it was the Prince of the the, Yeah, all, all those things that were like, this could potentially happen when somebody was haunted yeah. or the devil came, and that that's what scared me because I could feel it. Um, so when and I, I was you know I was when I was in um, I think a sophomore in high school, I checked out a book on metaphysics you know i would do my final reports on the ghost dance the native american ghost uh-huh. dance so that's that's always held my interest and then when i was um 2021 20, um i i went to a bookstore for my birthday and and i found a book on runes r u n e s the um that Norse that north system and i was hooked i couldn't get enough it was like um, I realized that there was more information out there, and I would travel and I would find stores, any store I could. I would travel up to Lansing. I, I would travel like two hours drive, save up my money for gas because I was really broke at that time, and um, I would travel just to just so I could see what else was out there. And this was pre-internet days; there was no Googling. There was no no Googling, um, you know, runes or or this or that. So it was there was not many people with information. It was really a trek to see who had what. Yeah. It was really interesting. So that's that's what got me going on that. That's what got me connected um, to that. And once I found that, it's like I found home. And now I'm just going to decorate it with all the different things that I learned.
1: You know, the the next thing that I found pretty interesting is that you stated in the book, you know, still in the introduction, uh, you talk about, of course, how the candles came to being. um, And you said that this has been an interesting journey to create a system from what is your natural organic response to your environment. Um, Mm -hmm. Is that how you basically crafted the first Coventry line?
2: Yes, everything that um I did when I crafted the first Coventry line, and i was um I was sitting there with my book spread out and i I wrote note cards okay, I didn't have a computer either, so I had these note cards that I made that were cross referenced all kinds of things and i was I was studying to be an herbalist at the time too, and then I just fell right kept right going into the spiritual end of it um I would sit there with my note cards and cross reference okay a friend of mine is in school in Chicago, and she's having a hard time studying for tests. So I I would lay my cross – this is where the Virgo comes in, just so you know. I had note cards that would say, you know, mental pursuits, and I would list different herbs and oils, and then I would go to the different um, categories of herbs and oils, and I would look up these different things and pull it out. Okay, all right, I like this one. And so what I would do is I would write out my descriptions of them, and then I would dig deep. I would say, for instance, that original study candle that I made, which became the Vision Quest candle, it has honeysuckle in it. And um, the reason why it has honeysuckle in it is because of the word honey. And I just kept going back to honeysuckle, why honeysuckle, when then I started digging into honeysuckle, it's about wisdom. And one thing about when you're studying, you can study all you want, but if you don't if it doesn't become part of your knowledge base you're not going to pass your test. Rosemary for remembrance, but also for cuz you need to remember what you're studying, but also you need to remember what's important in the moment. So again, so that just that's kind of how I how I came about. My favorite recipe that came about was the um was a spirit guide and yep. um the ancestral spirit guide because that one was completely it was completely spiritually driven. And I trusted it, and I trusted the process, and I keep finding out every day how appropriate that that um, that recipe is. And that one's musk and peppermint um, are the the main, and then there's other ingredients in there as well. And um, that I use was, it for migraines. Uh, hmm.
1: I use it for psychic migraines.
2: Interesting. Um. um
1: be- because after I've done a lot of readings for a while, sometimes my head will start to throb, and I will just take a dab and put it on my temples, uh, Jackie, and uh, it removes the headache.
2: That's that. Yeah, I can see that because that's that peppermint part of it. and yeah. um, um And then the musk. Well, I just found out this weekend that musk is sacred to Santa Muerte, which is um, the bony lady, and she's kind of the goddess or the the saint, the, the unofficial folk saint of um day of, day of the dead. So I just found it really interesting going with going with that intuition. But every recipe, I wanted it to go deep. I wanted it to go into a place where um, where you could really do some healing and some work with yourself. It was it, it was so funny when I was making the candles. I'm like, well, anybody can do this. I don't know why anybody would want to buy this from me because Anyone can melt some wax and do this. Well, anybody could. Nobody did. <laughs> but, you know, we took that time in their cross-referenced index cards um, to, uh, I don't know what happened to the index cards. People have asked me that, and boy, that would be awesome if I still had them. They would be a museum piece now.
1: <laughs> we could put them up on eBay for quite a bit, probably. After the original Coventry recipe um In Chapter 1, there's an interesting exchange right at the beginning between your sister, Juliet, um, and yourself. And you say, Juliet, one of my five sisters asked me this question when I was explaining to her what my classes were all about. From what you were saying, this is Juliet, from what you were saying, magic sounds like when you put your mind to it, you can make it happen, she said. And I can't disagree with that statement, but it's just the tip of the iceberg. Positive thinking is where it starts, for sure. This is where you start to overcome the thoughts, attitude, and actions that keep you in a place of need. Positive thinking, prayer, psychoanalysis, therapy, affirmation, yoga, and energy work are all powerful beginnings to the process of magic, but... They're only the beginning typically typically, this point is where a lot of people chicken out. They don't want to actually change their behavior they want to just flow with it, let the universe take the reins and bring them to their perfect place of nirvana. Talk to me about this
2: <laughs> um it, there's a there's a question that's been posed to me many times, and it and obviously it annoys me because I keep going back to it um well, why would you ever need tools? Why would you ever need to, to cast a spell? I mean can't you just you know, the, the secret teaches us that you can just, um, if you think positively, all these wonderful things will happen to you. Why, and, and then I would have other people say to me, well, why isn't my life better? I do all, I, you know, I love that the sticker or this birthday card someone gave me It says, I drink green tea, I do yoga, I say my affirmations, but I still want to punch somebody in the throat. Um, because all of those things um, are kind of like a mental commitment. It's a a great idea and a good plan, but magic takes it from the idea stage and puts it into your life, and it makes that change. Because you know what? No one is going to come and make your life better for you. I'm sorry no one's going to do that. I've been waiting for that for 43 years. It still hasn't happened. (laughs) I've interviewed a lot of people, and only one or two people have ever said they've made it. You know, somebody came and made it a little bit good, but there was a price to pay. So, um, so, so, it, it, all of those things are great as a beginning, but but magic helps you go through that. It can, you can use magic as a transformational tool to help you make that big change. It, it makes yeah. you got to commit to that big change. Because if you didn't I think, need it, I think
1: that that is one of the most important things is is committing to the particular change. And is that where you find most people are lacking is that commitment?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think that, um, first of all, I don't think they know what they need to change. I think that they want to light a prosperity candle and have it all be better. I think when, you know, it's time for a new job, they just want to light the um, new job blessing kit. And then call me and say, why don't I have a new job yet? Or, I have a new job, but it's still it's still the painful job that I had in the past. And and when I sit down and talk to the client, we get into it and say, well, you're working from a belief system that says, this is the kind of job that I'll have. This is the kind of employee that I'll always be. So you don't see what the real issue is. Sometimes what the real issue is has nothing to do with the job. And it has to do with your mother. <laughs> I mean... It can be miles and miles apart, um, but you just—it's—it's it's time to look at that and say what—what what is the real issue here? Um, I, I just—you know—just talking to—talking <clears throat> to Karen, she thought the—the the, um, issue was getting rid of her husband or, ge- or getting her husband back. She didn't know which. Uh-huh. That was not the issue at all. The real issue was a belief system um, from her family, and um, for myself. For myself, so many things that I thought were, um, I think that I just need more clients. I think that I need to get more clients in here. I just think maybe I need to raise my prices. I need to get more money in the business. You know what the real answer is? I need to open myself up to help, to people helping me. That's what the real issue is. So sometimes it's not, you got to dig down and see what it really is. And if you just keep keep doing that same thing over and over again, that's the definition of sa- insanity. Yeah. I'm just going to affirm my way to, to losing, you know, 100 pounds while I eat the Twinkie. <laughs> so so if you got to take that action and make a change in your life, or you will still be the same person you were after you light that candle, after you eat that Twinkie, after you finish that, that bottle of Jack Daniels.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you completely. The uh, I think that there has to be uh, some form of change. And one of the things that often that I see, Jackie, is that people will sometimes, you know, the universe oftentimes will will send you a sign months, years, a long time before something begins to manifest on a physical level.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the areas where you see this a lot, I think, is that people um, – You know, they're at a job. The universe has been pushing them to make some form of change uh, for a long time. And basically, you know, because of the fact that there's many factors that, unfortunately, I think is just part of the dark, dirty side of American life, benefits, 401K plans, health insurance, Uh, Meager wages, but you know you get all of those particular particular benefits, and I think in many ways that that is the slavery of the 21st century is that people are afraid to make any form of change because they're afraid to get out of that comfort zone of what is there rather than uh, regardless of how bad it is. So. What happens is is that ultimately they lose this particular job, even though that the universe has been telling them to leave that job for two years. Um, uh, and then you know why is their life bad? Why why is this going on? And it reminds me of that, of kind of like that little story about you know the boy that you know the man that uh, is asking for God to help him, and you know he sends a bus and you know a train and a boat and uh, all this mm-hmm. other stuff. And uh, and basically the individual doesn't listen to him until he gets the heaven. And I think that I think that one of the things about magic is being very, very often, sometimes painfully aware of uh, uh, basically what the universe is telling us.
2: You right? Okay. So one of the things that I talk about, um, kind of in the book, but but lately it's been um, morphing more things. I talk about is what is the energy that's around you? Use it. Use that energy that's around you. Pay attention to the messages going around you and say, how does how is this going to take me to the next place? I have to tell you, I've never once seen the universe, God, your divinity, your higher power lead you to a place that's shittier in the end than where you are now. Uh-huh. So if you listen to that, you're going to have to, we have to go through the messy middle. Nobody wants to go through the messy middle. But the messy middle is where emotions come in, big change comes in, where you finally are more uncomfortable in your uncomfortable zone than you are. I I call it the uncomfortable comfort zone. I don't like where it is, but at least I know how it works. Uh That messy metal helps you you detach from that. We talked last week about the loss of ritual and how we have lost ritual, so we've lost that passion. Magic brings that ritual back into your life to say, um, and sometimes it's literally just lighting a candle, but a lot of times it goes past that. I'm going to build this altar and light this candle, or I'm going to paint this picture um, on my altar and put it on there. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and this is going to help me do this. It's going to. I'm going to sprinkle these herbs around and lay these tarot cards out. I'm going to say these things. I'm going to send myself through a vision quest or do a sweat lodge or all these different things. They help you connect with where it is you're going to go. Um Sometimes you can't connect with that. You can't. You are so connected with what you won't let go, with what doesn't work anymore. So magic, a lot of times, is about letting go of what doesn't work anymore and getting through the messy middle and embracing what will work now. I have not had my business for 19 years because I'm cute. <laughs> I have had my business, although I deserve it. I have had my business for 19 and years. And you are cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had my business for 19 years because I fought for it, because I said, what do I need to heal within myself to keep going? There's um, and, and thank God for Patty, because and thank God we share an office or we used to have offices right next to each other. There's been many times we have been in each other's office in tears saying, what do I need to change in my life? What do how do I what do I need to fix? I I can't deal with this anymore. What do I need to do? And and in the and and this is the world I wanted to create for myself. So this is what I created. I created a world where I can stop working in the middle of the day when I'm in the middle of a crisis and say, um I need to move to the next level, help me. And and it was a lot of hard work. I I almost lost this business in the beginning from not knowing how to run a business. Then I almost lost my business because um, I got divorced, and and he he wanted a piece of it. He wanted he was trying to fight me for the business. Then I almost lost my business because I had crazy people working for me that I was uh, I almost let them take me down. That so these are all times when I was at that I don't have enough money to pay the people. I don't have enough money to buy the materials. I don't have enough money to pay the rent. So we might just shut down. Well, you know what I did? I healed. Before I gave up, I said, what is the ritual I need to do to heal? And I've been doing it for a long time. I said, what do I, it's not just about putting a silver coin in the moonlight and, and, and blessing myself with this moon blessed, money blessed water, which was I did plenty of times too. It was, it was about saying, what's my block? What's my next block? Let's face it. What's my next block? Let's face it. So when you're at your darkest, when you're at your most vulnerable moment is when the most profound healing can happen. And that's when yeah. the universe says, I'm making it okay for you to let go of this past behavior. And and where magic and ritual comes in is it helps you make that shift.
1: What, Jackie, is your, of course, you know, you wrote the book. Um, what is your favorite part of the whole book?
2: Um, my favorite well, God, it's all like a favorite part, really. But part of, I guess where I had the most fun writing um, parts of this book is is um, the beginning. When I figured out how, I, when I figured out that I needed to, to make these transformational changes and that I could, and that um, I could move, I, I could have some kind of control in my life, that's when I got really excited
0: uh-huh.
2: that I could do this and that's when I really felt that's when the that's when my inner child got really excited and says, We really can make some magic and that's when my adult said, You know what? My Logical Adult said, You know what, you're right, kid, we can make some magic and so all these parts of me came into agreement. And if all you do on the book is read the beginning and understand how your life is working for you or against you or how you are in agreement with it or not. If that's all you do and you never light a candle, you're going to be better for it. You're going to be better for it. And it's really not that many pages, like 50 pages.
0: But, <laughs> um, but I
2: just had I had so much fun, um, and it was such a challenge, and it was such a blessing for me to to write all that stuff down and, and put it into some kind of order um that I could that I could share with people.
1: And tell people before we go to the break, Jackie, why they should buy Coventry Magic.
2: Here's why you should buy Coventry Magic. Is because you can open it up to any place. I know I've been doing this. You can open it up to any place in this book and get the message that you need. Whether you you open it up to an herb or a tarot card or a tip from your aunt Jackie, I have to say the tips from your aunt Jackie are are a big favorite of mine. And and you're going to understand what you need to understand today, and you're going to you're going to get to a better place. And plus, it's just it's hilarious. I laugh when I read it. So it's totally funny. It's,
1: it's very very down to earth um uh yeah. if people have not read um my review uh uh you can of course on my website the review is on my website at uh and you can read it there you can also i think it's on com as well so you may yep. want to check it out over there um uh In our next half hour, Jackie is going to be interviewing um, Sue Ustis from – I hope I'm saying her name right – from Zuzu's in uh, Massachusetts. Uh, Pick up the phone and give us a call. That's 760-539-3235. That's 760-539-3235. Check out our sponsor, CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic. We'll be back in a flash. talking to Jackie on the phone the other day and I was just like, is that your husband in the background? She said, yeah. I said, he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Jackie, how are you doing? I'm doing
2: brilliant. Just brilliant.
1: You are. So we mm-hmm. have a guest today?
2: Yes, we do. I have to tell you about Sue. Sue Ustis, who is the owner of Zuzu's Healing Arts. Um, Sue is the Julie the Cruz director in many ways, but also she is the connector of people. She's so amazing, and she's got one of the best hearts I have ever met. And and I've talked to her many times on the phone. I've been um, to her place um, once for workshops, and then I came back another time to do a uh, a big fair that she had. And she is just one of my absolute favorite people in the world. And as a real quick thing, she is such a facilitator that it was when I was at her place that I f that I first moved into doing officially doing Akashic record readings. It was at her oh, store really? that it all started. And Did so like, that's
1: the Akashic librarian come down and have a chat with you or something?
2: Kind of. Um so I was at okay. her store. It was the first she set me up with um she called all of her friends and you've got to have a reading by this woman who's coming to teach this class. She does the candles. we love her so so she all of her friends came, and I sat down the first reading in the morning, and I connected with this woman and because Sue has just this amazing space that she had set up, and I think this is it's not uh she has a new store now, and I'm sure it's even more powerful. But the way she had her space set up and it was so protected and so amazing that I connected with her um with her customer. And, boom, I was in the Akashic Records, and I kind of went, oh, where am I? Oh, I'm in the Akashic Records. And it was from that moment on. That Did moment you even on, know what it
1: was?
2: Once I got in there, I asked, well, see, what I do is I do this crazy thing, and I ask where I am when I don't know where uh-huh. I am, and then I usually get an answer. So, and they the don't answer have a like, oh.
1: GPS yet?
2: Um, I'm working on it. Now that I'm in the Akashic Records, <laughs> it's so easy. Um <laughs> So it was that, and so when when it was time to I knew the book was coming out, I had a date and Sue's the first person I called and I said, I want to be at your store first. Your store has to be the first one I go to. And I rearranged everything so I could do that.
1: Oh that's amazing. That's amazing. Let's right. pull Sue onto the air with us. Sue, welcome to Keep It Magic. Hi. Hey, hey grandpa.
3: How are you guys
2: doing? Doing great. Welcome to Keep It Magic, and I'm very, very excited to have you on. Very excited. I'm excited
0: to be here. We'll
2: we'll all talk over each other at some point, so don't worry about it. We'll just keep going. Um, Okay. That's what happens when you have three people on the radio. Um, So I am so happy to to have you here, and I'm going to be at your place in a week and a half, and um, you're going to make me work really hard, aren't you?
3: Yes, I am. Just as of today, we, we filled your last reading slot, so you are fully booked for three days of reading and um, one class at night on the Candle Magic, and then we have you doing a free uh, demonstration on the Candle Magic on the 29th, and then a book signing as well. So we're going to keep you hopping.
2: I can't wait. I cannot wait to see your new store. Now, you have just moved to Melrose. You were in Saugus when I first met you, and now you're in Melrose. Tell me about the new digs.
3: We have been here almost three years now. We, have, we went from 350 square feet to 1,500 square feet, and now we have a whole healing center with a front retail space, a private reading room, a center space for classes and workshops and events, and then we have a private healing room in the back where we offer Reiki and IET and reflexology and things like that.
2: I can't wait to see it. I'm, really, I'm super impressed. I don't know if you know this, but I have been hearing back from people I know in Massachusetts about how much Zuzu's reputation has been growing as the place to be. The place to be. So it's <laughs> That's
3: fantastic to hear.
2: So we don't miss out, so we don't forget, if you want to see the list of events and the services that are available at Zuzu's Healing Arts, you can go to www zuzusbeads.com that's z-u-z-u-b-e-a-d-s dot com now because that's how you started out no isn't wait it? no
3: yep but um, I have to correct you on the website it's z-u-z-u-s-b-e-a-d-s dot com
2: thank you very much I thought I had the s in there so <laughs> com. Um right. and we'll put that in the chat room and then I'll list that on the um, post show as well now You started out as a bead store, didn't you?
3: Um, We weren't a bead store, but I had a business for three years where I would travel around and make jewelry. Okay. And that's how it started.
2: Wow. So you started a little bit like I did. You just kept making it happen.
3: I did. I had um, periodically off and on, ever since I was a teenager, been having um, psychic experiences and had had a couple experiences that unnerved me, so I had sort of pushed it to the side and, and decided to live a more vanilla life, and it just kept trying to creep back in, and I am originally an artist and went to art school, so making jewelry wasn't anything unusual, but I found that as I was selling the jewelry, I was reading people through the jewelry they were picking out. Oh, and so it just it just flowered from there.
2: And um, now you started a 300 square foot store, and I remember that store because it was a tiny, tiny little little store. And so, I mean, that's a big move going from 300 to 1,500.
3: Yes, tell, but tell at the time, time we, Go ahead.
2: no, just tell me about it.
3: Okay, um, we had I I had hooked up with a woman named Beth Anderson, who did Reiki, and she was fantastic. I met her at a fair. She was doing her thing. I was doing my thing, and we just really clicked. And I had it's always sort of been like, uh, with, with Reiki, I, I really liked massage better and didn't really understand what it was. And she gave me my first Reiki treatment, and it was palpable. I, I literally I felt the energy, and I said, hmm, okay. So she and I uh, stayed connected after that fair, and so when I got a sore, I wanted her in there. Once a week to be able to offer my customers something else, which, I mean, you know the size of it. It was tiny, and we used to just hide her in the back nook behind a curtain um, doing Reiki in a massage chair once a week. But she built clientele, and she was a real deal, and and we were offering stuff that was a real deal, including a lot of your candles and products, and it helped us to build this customer base that grew very loyal and we got more and more people asking for classes and workshops and things like that and we just really knew we had outgrown the space but couldn't seem to find the right space and so I sort of uh, gave it up to to uh, my guides and, and higher powers that be to, to show me where I'm supposed to be because I had looked for a couple of years and wasn't able to find the right place which is all about timing sometimes and you can't steer the river or push the river for that matter <laughs> and finally, we found this space, and it was just a dream. And it was wide open when we found it, and they said they would build to suit, which was magic to my ears. So we built it exactly how we needed it, and it's it's been wonderful.
2: And how is it? How's business been lately? Because everyone's been worried. Um, how are you making business happen for yourself?
3: Well, I find that. While we're not selling um, bread and milk over here, at the same time, I find that between a lot of the stuff going on in the news with the government and some of the organized religions that people are losing faith and they're looking for faith, looking for something to hold on to. And so I find that a lot of people wander in not really knowing why they're here Um and we engage them in conversation or to start talking about products or maybe they get a reading or a, or a Reiki session and it turns into someplace that they can feel good about, um, gives them something they can hold on to even if it's just a pocket rock. Um, it, it just gives them a line, a lifeline to something that they felt like they had sort of maybe been floating at sea. And with that, um, we've also been trying to offer more services, some some free talks or uh, lower the price on our monthly meditation to only $10, stuff like that and try to try to have like um, $1 a minute Reiki on certain days of the week, things like that. We're trying to meet people halfway so that they can still come out and and be with other people, like-minded people, and get support that they need to help them de-stress or, um, like I said, to reconnect to whatever it is that they need to feel like that lifeline. And so far it's been working really well.
2: So you really are becoming a community center in, in many ways. One of the things that... Is challenging in the new age spiritual realm is we don't have community centers, so it's like your store is is coming to be one.
3: Um, Absolutely, you, and that's that's always sort of what my intention has been is is to serve the community.
2: Yeah, I well, and it shows it shows in everything that you've done, and and um, you had the um, psychic fair too. Are you still doing that? Because that was a big part of that um, community. Um, working with the community. It brought a lot of people together.
3: Absolutely, and it's just continued to grow. We do them twice a year. We do one in July and one in November. Our next one is coming up um, November 20th. We always hold the fall one the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And it's just a great event. We have some really great people who participate in the event, um, and between them, and we have three seminars all day long. We have um, free door prizes happening several every hour to everybody who comes in. We give everybody who comes in the door a free crystal. It's only $5 to get in. We want people to come, and, yes, we need to be able to pay for the space, but at the same time we want people to save their money to be able to shop or get a reading or perhaps try some Reiki or pranic healing or something else. So it's, I love, I'm a Leo, so I love throwing a big party, but it's, it's really been very well received by the community and continues to grow every year.
2: That is um, so – I mean, I don't know if you realize how much risk you take and how much – I mean, people people are so afraid to take that much risk or put themselves out that much. Being a Leo, I'm sure it's easy for you to do, but no. <laughs> it may seem easier for you. So how is it – I mean, how do you get there? How do you go from making some jewelry to, you know, having a big store and having two psychic fairs a year and – bringing people all, all around together. How do you get there from, from that beginning?
3: Well, I think my mom tells it best when she tells people uh, who come in the store and ask me that, sort of how I got here or how do I handle everything. Um, she jokes and tells people that she remembers when she went to pick me up from kindergarten one day and the teacher walked her out, and my birthday's obviously in the summer. And the teacher walked me out because it was the end of school and there was a bunch of kids out there, and she said, oh, you're Sue's mom, and She's such a ray of sunshine, and, you know, she she really gets along with everybody. And my mom said, yeah, she's great. And she said, oh, and you're so brave. And my mom said, what do you mean? And she said, well, for her to be able to invite the whole class to to her birthday party this summer. And my mom said, oh, yeah, because we had a big yard. She's like, oh, yeah, thinking it's it's my class. And she goes, but, I mean, both both afternoon and morning kindergarten, I mean, that's your – you're very brave. My mother was like, what?
0: What?
3: (laughs) I've always – (laughs) <laughs> I've always sort of been that person, you know, bigger is better. So um, I remember when I when I just started doing fairs, which being that Leo personality, I love connecting with people. I love doing a fair, doing a show, especially popping up someplace new all the time. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking to myself, you know, okay, I've always been interested in this, you know, and we have such a huge pagan community with Salem and, and even some of the other people who aren't necessarily um, maybe – 24-7 pagan who are even interested in all this stuff. But also, on the north shore of Boston, I always used to joke and say, you know, you can't throw a rock without hitting a Reiki master. We're so um, into all this. So why does nobody here do shows? Harry, I am traveling all over New England, going down to Connecticut. Now it's Rhode Island. Why does nobody locally do these shows? And so I started looking into different hotel space and said, I'm just, I'm just going to I'm going to do my first one myself, you know. I'm just going to do one and invite all the people that I like, that I know that I've had at my store or that I have gotten to know from doing some of these fairs and invite my favorite vendors and readers and see what happens. And it was sort of like just throwing out a party to see what it would be like. And we charged, I think, $2 admission for the first one, just hoping people would even come. And we got 200 people (laughs) through the door.
2: And it was was, a great response. I love that you said you invited people you like. I love that aspect because... You know, um, when I first had my business and I thought I had to, you know, interview to find the right person and the best person for the job, and even if I didn't like them so much, at least they could do the job. And, and you know, 19 years later I'm going, yeah, yeah, i got to like you first. <laughs> yep. I think that's a big, a big part of it is we forget that we can like what we're doing and like who we're doing it with, especially when we're creating our universe the way we want it to be.
3: I Absolutely, and it's 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 so important with us, especially who are sensitive to energy, that if mm-hmm. even if we respect someone and what they can do, if we don't enjoy their company, um, I feel that we're we're going to struggle and it's going to be a problem that's somewhere down the road.
2: Now, we've talked about Zuzu's and all the different services you offer. What are some of the things you carry in your store?
3: We carry a little bit of everything. We carry, of course, all the Coventry candles. We carry mm-hmm. a beautiful line. Of, of sterling and gemstone jewelry that I handpick every piece that we get. I travel around and, and scour the internet and try to find as many different vendors as I can who to try to offer more unique things, not just the cookie cutter stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I we have a very nice selection of crystals too. We're getting known for for our crystal variety and also the, the reasonable prices that we have on crystals. I personally love crystals and. Talk to crystals and and work so much with them. And I find that, well, I believe that everybody should have crystals. And if people can't afford them, how can they get them? So I try to shop with that mindset and make sure that I can offer the best possible prices to my customers. But we also carry a small selection of books, a small selection of music, um, incense, some beautiful statuary from Buddha to angels to goddesses to a little bit of everything in between, some tapestries. Tarot pouches, um bunch of fairy gifts. A little bit of everything.
2: Oh, you can't ignore the fairy gifts because I think you are part fairy. Um yeah. who have never met to, she, when you meet her, you're like, Oh yeah, you're a part fairy because you just you sparkle. Everything you bring has a sparkle to it and I just adore that. So you are doing a lot of all purpose, um, alternative spirituality needs with with what's going on there.
3: Yes, between um, offering the Reiki classes and then um, the the crystal healing, and then we also do, like, uh, some different shamanic journey classes, meditation, mediumship events. We try to touch on everything.
2: And Zuzu, that comes from your name, correct? That's your nickname?
3: No, actually, it comes from my favorite movie, It's a Wonderful Life.
2: Oh, I wondered if that was the case. Then people just started um, calling you Zuzu. (laughs)
3: Yeah, now everybody calls me Zuzu now. Yeah, and with everybody thinks the same thing too, since it's my name anyways. You know, it's my name. They just they just call me that, and it's just easier to remember. <laughs>
2: I I thought I love that movie. Um, it's a Wonderful Life, and and that he gets anchored in by this simple thing. This simple thing, in that it's the, the flower and and the love he has for his family. That's that's the thing I love about that movie. So that's great. No,
3: and that's what it meant to me was that he spends the whole movie thinking that he's missing out on on what he really wants to do. He thinks he's, he's missing out on everything exciting in life and that he's not doing what his purpose is. And then he gets to realize at the end of the movie that it was really right in front of him the whole time and he was overlooking it. And he really had... Everything he wanted and all the blessings And the the loving family and everything that he wanted Out of life was right there And he was overlooking it thinking that it was supposed to be Bigger, louder, you know um, Make him famous, whatever And that's what clicked for me When I finally started doing this When I actually went to make the business More of an actual business With the beads Was that I um, From reading people through the jewelry again It brought me full circle back to You're an intuitive being, just be who you are and so that's what it brought me back to was, okay, this is who I am, and I need to just be who I am and stop looking for something else.
2: That's beautiful. Is there is there anything that you do specifically in your store with your spirit guides or um, that helps keep you on your path, that helps keep you in your faith?
3: Um, there's probably several things. Um, I do a lot of journaling which I think is one of the most valuable things that anybody can do to stay in touch with their own spirituality and their own higher self and and guidance and that sort of thing. And I also do a lot of candle magic, things like that, Um, anything like that when I need clarity from working. I probably bounce between the three, from the crystals to the candles to journaling.
2: It's so important that, um, and I talk about it a lot, on the radio show and everywhere else just do something and whatever your ritual is do something connect with it and I love the journaling part and of course you know, I love candle magic so I love it's it's great that you that's why I always ask that what do you do to stay on your path cuz people think that they should be on their path naturally without any work and I and and it takes work doesn't it
3: oh absolutely it takes conscious work that's why I love the uh, 30 days that you're doing right now with the little reminders and the little five minutes to sort of you know get reconnected, because yeah. it's just that we don't, we don't realize how overstimulated we are now with between blackberries and iPhones and having to multitask to the terrific extent we, we forget how to reconnect to just going in everything's outside and we forget how to go within and so having just these simple five minute reminders are fantastic i think because that's how people have to start i tell people all the time that meditation is good or journaling is good but they sit down and they think that that means they have to do it for an hour and i tell people no that's like saying i want to go running i'm going to go run five miles you can't do that the first time out you have to you have to work up to that and you have to do baby steps to get there to where you want to be
2: to thank you so much for being on the show and I can't wait to see you. I think it's a week and a half now for us. Or maybe not yep. even that long. I
3: think not it's even, week? it's a week tomorrow.
2: Oh it's going by so fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's so well the buzz so is fast. out.
3: <laughs> yep, the buzz is out and like I said, everybody we're all you're all booked and I can't wait to uh get some more people in and, and get more people interested in uh the free class too because a lot of people were who are going to be calling and, and having to unfortunately hear that you're booked? I, I'll be getting them into some of the other events that you'll have when you're here as well.
2: Oh, in the free class, you can let them know if there's going to be a little card shuffle in, so they're 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 going to get a little something before they walk away. So that'll be cool. Sue, I'm going to see you in a week, and if you're interested in visiting Zuzu's Healing Arts, it is at in Melrose, Massachusetts, at one two two West Emerson, and her number is seven eight one. Six six five eight eight four four and so we get it right. What's your website again, Sue?
3: <laughs> W.zuzu's dot com, which is Z U Z U S B E A D S. And you can also find us on Facebook under Zuzu's Healing Arts.
2: Thank you so and, and follow her on Facebook because she always posts some great stuff in there. I'm I'm you you lift my day up all the time. So thank great. you so thank much. Thank you so Do much. And I'll see you in a week.
3: All right, we'll see. I can't wait.
2: All right, take care. And storm. All right, thank you so close, much. Storm, we're getting close to the end of the show.
1: We're always getting close to the end of the show. I don't know what <laughs> happens.
2: <laughs> it goes so fast.
1: <laughs> it just it just goes so fast. That was interesting that she said about uh, journaling Because it uh, uh, is one of the things that I constantly do In regards to trying to keep track of uh, my own personal craziness um, uh, That was, uh, I like to do a lot of Especially with uh, a tarot card deck that I don't know My latest one is called Visions, uh, the, the Vision Tarot Which doesn't have any of It, it has different types of uh, sayings on the cards Rather than the traditional ones So I don't really know them So the interesting thing, Jackie, is that I've been journaling with them And then Mm -hmm. I basically go to the book and see which one it is
2: Ah, I like that I like that because I I will get I actually keep some decks that I don't get to know I don't um, work with them real heavily So that when I go to them it's a little fresh perspective And that's, Uh that's a lot of what I do too Because I ask, you know, what's the new perspective that I get I haven't journaled in a while and I have been using um, and I've started journaling again and I've been using a little bit of the blogs that I put up as as a bit of journaling it really um, it reminds you of who you are
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I love it and it allows you to connect I think um, in a deeper level one of the things that I recommend people do is they want to get strong messages from uh, the universe what I do is I use either a spirit guide candle or a sacred space candle. Um, I light it up. Um, Also, High John, um, or not High John, um, the altar, High altar, um, that I use for that. Uh, And we'll just, Jackie, just start writing for like ten minutes. Don't edit or anything. Just Mm -hmm. keep writing writing and 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 writing. And then basically go back afterwards and read it, and you will be amazed at what messages that you get from the universe.
2: I did that. I came across a box of my journals back from when I was twenty.
1: Uh-huh. Um, Good so God, they are! So kind of fallen
2: apart and faded, and they're crumbling <laughs> at the edges.
1: <laughs> Good God, them in her medical room.
2: I have to put on the special wet gloves to open them. <laughs> but um, I was—I that's what I used to do. I call it streams of insanity, and I would just keep going and going and going, and and it's. Was so freeing Because I freed myself of judgment
0: uh-huh.
2: um, and, and when I would first start writing and It would be real real defined And writing within the lines And then you can see Like getting to the next page I'm not writing in the lines anymore I You know, I'm just going um, And it really It, it frees you of that judgment Of is uh-huh. my grammar right Am I spelling things right um, Is this a good sentence structure just let it go, and and I there's some I found some things in my uh, early journals that I actually repeated in my book. So I thought that oh, was interesting. really really interesting. I might have to take some pictures. I definitely in
1: the future want to bring somebody in that does journal magic. So
2: yeah. Yeah, and yeah because there's the even ways you that you can make
1: paper, Jackie. Um, I have a book. I'll, I'll have to find it, but and I know that there's um, an author uh, that has a new book out, so um, I'll have to find it and find out who the author is. But anyway, she teaches you in her book how to make paper. And what I did was, is that I made this particular paper, and then I infused it with uh, like high altar oil and um, uh, spirit guide oil right in with the mix of the paper, Jackie, and then you kind of press It out with, like, a rolling pin It made, like, Uh the most incredible paper ever
2: Interesting
1: Yeah, it's definitely interesting Speaking of interesting Next week, we will have Lorian from sacredmists.com On with us the whole show Talking about Samhain
2: Yes, we will Yes, and I just love
1: Lorian is like you, Jackie She has this crazy, sexy energy about her. I just don't know what it is.
2: <laughs> I take that as a complete compliment.
1: You, you know, when there. that comes from a gay man, <laughs> 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 you know, when Sue was on, when she says, you know, she's Parfairy, I almost said, well, that's what they told me when I was younger, too. <laughs> it was usually a derogatory term, though. <laughs> yeah. So, Sue, you know, when the Sue gay man says that the the witch is sexy, it's a It's a compliment.
2: I have to say this is a powerful month. This month because we had um, we had a, an amazing show last week, and and this week with Sue being on and talking about her store and and the stuff that she does and her messages of of you know doing just doing what you need to do, um, and then Lorian next week. Um, it's a great it's a great month.
1: Definitely, definitely And November is going to be even better So you guys, make sure that you tune in next Tuesday At 4pm for Lorian Who's going to join us from com To talk about Samhain Which for, for uh, Gentiles Non-pagan Gentiles <laughs> That is Halloween Um, And of course go to CoventryCreations.com And check out our sponsor Remember the show is made possible by your purchases At CoventryCreations.com So please go over there Purchase one of Jackie's books um, And uh, get a little something something And a signature So we will see you guys next week Of course same back time Same back channel And make sure that you all have a great evening And a very very prosperous week
2: Keep
1: it
0: magic, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. What well, I'm going to buy girls be looking like Danny Fly flew
4: the beat, walking down the street and my new the free, yeah. This is how I roll, animal print pants out control. It's Red Bull with the big ass roll and like Bruce Lee, well, I got the clout, yeah. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at body. Girl, look at body. I work out. Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. Girls, look at everybody I work out when I walk in the spot This is what I see Everybody stops and staring at me I got action in my pants And I ain't afraid to show it Show it, show it, show it I'm sexy and I know it i
0: am sexy and i know it i yeah, when I'm at the mall, security just can't buy
4: them all And when I'm at the beat, I'm in the speedo trying to tan my cheeks but This is how I roll, come on ladies, it's how to go We headed it the bar, baby, don't be nervous no Shoes, no shirt, and I still get service, watch Girl, look at that body Girl, look at that body Girl, look at that body I work out Girl, look at that body Girl, look at
1: that body Girl,
4: look at that body. I, I work out when I walk in the spot. Yeah. Sir, this is what I see okay. everybody.